stopped in the middle of the stomach, they survive. I know. Qui-Gon. What about Qui-Gon? That's what I said, Qui-Gon. I'm sorry. They, 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 I think medical, like, you know, treatment has uh, advanced the last 35 have years. Have you since seen the, the face you know, so. matters it's like, since George Lucas stepped away from the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, about four minutes after you. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I think Qui-Gon just wanted to die. He's just like, no, dude, I already know what's going to happen. Fuck this. I'm just going to fucking just like, you know, no hang one out. wants to listen to you me. Know. Welcome to another very special TV episode of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast, where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of moves from our private collections, and one of us tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which. But for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, using the force instead of lightsabers, are my co-hosts, Jeremiah. Expect the worst. And hope for the best, yo. <laughs> Eddie? Impatience for victory guarantees defeat. And Brandon? The force is my ally. It's all I need. That's <laughs> that's all I need. Not it's all I need. God, you're like, it's all Luke, I need. Listen, I'm not, I'm, on IMDb. I'm not on IMDb quotes. You know, I, I literally just watched it and then wrote it down. <laughs> the quote I was going to go with, though, was Jeremiah's. He stole mine. So, God damn it. I like the one with, with Balin's skull where he says the force yeah. has, uh, has your path leading in one way and my, or one direction and mine another. That's what, that's what I would have gone I like, with. But, I, I like the last kind of bit of knowledge he gave to Shin, you know, in, in, in patience for victory guarantees defeat. And she followed her master's advice. She actually bounced. Okay. Yeah. She was like, ah, two, two against one. I'm going to see you later. <laughs> two against one. Okay, now it's three against one. <laughs> Uh, well, so. I'm looking at a lightsaber and kick my ass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh, as we make our way through Ahsoka, we want to remind you that we have several episodes that talk about the backstory of Ahsoka Tano in the Clone Wars and Rebel TV shows. Make sure to listen to those three and a half gentlemen episodes to better understand the new Disney Plus series. As with every review we give, our goal is to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film? Or in this case, the show that we just watched. Now, at the end of the podcast, we'll rate each episode based on a scale of zero to five, with zero being a perfect episode that you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and five being sort of the episode that makes you feel like you've just been abandoned by your dark Jedi master. Cats in the cradle in the silver spoon. Little boy blue with the man. Blue blue the man. Cats in the cradle in the silver spoon. <laughs> that was strong. You, you went for it, bro. I liked it. Uh, all right. With that, what uh, this is, I believe this is the penultimate episode it of is. the Ahsoka series, Brandon. Take us through it. Well, if this was a Game of Thrones, shit would go down. Just saying. Yeah. If this was penultimate, three people would die and George Martin would be like, I'm the best writer ever. <laughs> and I'm still not going to write my book. <laughs> and I'm still not going to finish anything. I'm going to die and just leave you all in suspense because I can't think of it. I'm going to shit all over Tolkien, who had the greatest ending ever. And then, I, yeah, you know, can we, sorry, if George Martin, if you want to come on our show, you're we are welcome to it. No, but, but he had such a good ending that he decided to write four or five uh, of those endings into one book. I mean, we got to give that. Couldn't decide. No, you can't decide. So give them all. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Ahsoka, which follows Ahsoka Tano and her fellow rebels as they try to keep Imperial loyalists from bringing Grand Admiral Thrawn back to the galaxy. In Episode 7, we see the fallout of the Senate Council after Hera goes rogue, and Ahsoka reunites with Ezra and Sabine while they battle Shin Hati and red-cloaked mercenaries. As of this recording, the season has an IMDb score of 8.0, an average critic score of 88% and an audience score of 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. So let's do it. There you go. All right. 
Well, yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's. I believe we should start. Uh, in my opinion, we should start with the the cameo uh, of all cameos. Time, time out. Time out. Can we do a moment of silence for Michael? Oh yeah, Michael Gambon passed I'm away. Do that right uh, now. Dumbledore Ed, himself like, is right now. now. Yeah, we were talking. <laughs> we were we were talking about uh, JL to- Token. You know, I just want to say, you know, yeah. Gambon had nothing that, to do with that's Tolkien. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It was close. It's all fantasy, bro. Jesus it's all fantasy. Christ, it's close. Okay. I was, yeah, I was, yeah. I shared it. Yeah, it was there? really sad. You know who else? Yeah. Who else died? Was the um, uh, guy from Man from Uncle who was on NCIS for years? Oh, I believe yeah. his name was uh, David McKellum, and he yeah he he just passed away as well. I say we're losing we're losing people fast and furious. It's very sad. So. Uh, yeah. Yes. Moment of silence. Yeah. Cheers to Michael, man. Uh, some people think that's the true Dumbledore of all Dumbledores. Yeah, he wasn't. It was Richard Harris. Well, I mean, give him him a couple more years, and Eddie would have had him starring in some Star Wars show. So, Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Lord of the Rings, (laughs) Harry Potter, Star Wars, they all have the same type of story. (laughs) (laughs) They all have the same story background, bro. And that's where we lost all of our listeners. No, but have you seen that um, that YouTuber? It's a a comedian. He's like, J.K. Rowling did not write A Magnificent Story. And she's like, she wrote an orphan who uh, was raised by a wizard and like had a magic wand, like a lightsaber. And like goes through the whole thing. I'm like, oh, shit. It's the same story. Yes. Yes. I like it. I like Harry Potter. I like Lord of the I, I like them all. I can be a fan of them all. Okay, C-3PO. Yes, with the, the cameos of all cameos. And I read this little message from N.T. Daniels, and he was, you know, he's always such a class act, but he was so blown away by the fact that the fans reacted the way they reacted and that the people on set embraced him so warmly. For That's He awesome. was on set for literally like 15 minutes. He gave his line, and, and my, yeah, I was like, ah! <laughs> and the fact that he, um, the, the guy says he's only a droid, and he has no facial expressions, but all I can hear in his little accent is, bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> right i've been through so I was, many i was working on moisture evaporators when you and your mama's tummy <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think the, i think it comes down to the the c3po has got to be one of the most iconic characters in all of storytelling and i'm talking about all of storytelling you know and i think i, I know everybody likes r2d2 but there's something special about c3po i mean would you agree like between I would the two agree to the point where I think uh, I think both of them together are when, when it's the best when they have their little banter. Yeah. Um, I prefer I, I you know I love Chopper I love uh, I love BB-8 <laughs> I love all the droids I love Wei Yun uh, Wei Yun Wu Yang Wu Yang Yu Yang. Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. Um, I, I really am liking all the droids. I love the droid from Rogue One, mm-hmm. um, uh, voiced yeah. by Alan Tudyk. I think that droids in the Star Wars universe give you the ability to be funny without having a person be funny. Hopper. And this is what this is what George Lucas failed at with Episode One in making Jar Jar Binks a comedy relief. Droids can be comedy relief because they're so dry and mechanical. Seeing C-3PO, it was just beautiful. Like, you know, I know it's kind of maybe fan service, but it didn't feel forced. It felt like, you know, there was a reason why he needed to be there. And it felt really nice. Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact that Princess Leia's presence is in this series. Like, she's behind the curtains, pulling the strings, still being a true fucking rebel yeah. by heart, you know? And I fucking love that. And I really hope one day, <laughs> this is just like me, my, my thought process. Like, I hope one day that Ahsoka 
shows the recording of Anakin to maybe Leia or Luke, you know? Oh my God. Yes. Like, you hey, know, just, here's your just to finally dad. see, here's I your father, you know? Yes. I oh my God. Dude. Well, it's, right. And it's not unreasonable to think that Luke doesn't have it at, at his temple. He doesn't have that recording mm-hmm. uh, and the training in his temple because he was taking all the information. He was gathering up all the information that the Jedi had. And that would be part of it. And we know Anakin and Ahsoka were, uh, excuse me, uh, Luke and Ahsoka were together yeah. in uh, an episode of Boba Fett. So mm-hmm. it's it's not a, it's not far fetched to think that he doesn't have that. By the way, right? It's, so, it's, so, it's well, I know, I know we we've we've mentioned this a couple times. We talked about it in passing, but I think that especially with this last episode and the mention of Leia and seeing C three PO, we really need to talk about future seasons and then the eventual movies. Are we going to see Leia? Are we going to see Luke? Are we going to see them? coming into this, not this universe, but into these shows. I think that it, it's it's pointing more directly to, yes, we are. Do you guys have a thought on that? I do. Um, I think they're, they're agree, powerful. Yes, they're I powerful agree. when they're few and far between. When you're not getting a full season of Luke no, being no, in not every a full episode, season. but you see like just little pops of Luke, little pops of Leia. I would love to see a young de-aged um, Carrie Fisher uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe in, like in Billy passing, Lord. yeah, doing some of that, but I, I don't really want to focus on it. I, I want to focus on the characters that are new and fresh and alive. And I, I don't mean to say that negatively. I love Carrie Fisher. You're never going to find a, a bigger Carrie Fisher fan than me from Star Wars. I fucking loved her. I thought they destroyed her in the new trilogy. I was very disappointed in that. Um, but as far as fan service is concerned, I think that the fans like when they are reminded what universe they're in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take much. Um, and this is a perfect example. Like you said, Jeremiah, it doesn't feel forced. It yeah. doesn't feel forced because if you're thinking about who could save Hera, the only person who could save Hera is the, you know, is, is Leia Organa. Well, I can't mm-hmm. get her out of both balls. So what am I going to do? I'm going to send the next best thing. I'm going to send C3PO, but good into your question, Brandon. I'm sure Jeremiah has a, uh, as an answer too, should the original characters show up more and more or less, less you already said, yes, you agreed with him. That's true. I did hear you. Who me? I appreciate the hell. No, and he did. That. I'm me. sorry. Oh, I was going to me. Jeremiah. Okay. It's like the ice on the cake. It's very nice when you have something like, you know, a reminder of like what you love so much, you know, mm-hmm. but what I really like about this episode is that we did finally get a confirmation, right? We got a confirmation that, Oh, this is actually happening the same time as Mandalorian three, which I think is pretty fucking cool. Actually. Like, okay. Dave Filoni is doing something here now. This is a whole big universe. Like They're going to coalesce. Week. Like something's yeah. going to happen. So everything's going to come together at some point because clearly Grand Admiral Thrawn is going to escape the planet. Yep. Um, he's not going to die. Um, I don't think so, too. Yeah. No, I think he, that's he pretty can't. clear. He can't. I, I think that, you know, you've got now three characters stranded in this uh, nether region. You've got Balin Skull going after some power that Thing. he only he understands yeah so i mean i'm not quite sure what's going to happen they've had a lot to squeeze this last episode but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm like it, I'm better, gonna, it better be an hour great. and a half it better be an hour and a half this last episode the time messed me up again with this episode for for being a seven i was like come on man just give me give me more time how long was it, it was 48 it was minutes four, no it was only 42 minutes or something like that yeah i think but no the question is do, do we do i think we there's have just so knowledge? much there was so much action yeah. to it is filoni directing no he's not directing seven or eight i mean 
Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I, you said, do we have any? I thought you meant on the length of the episode. Oh, no, no. I don't know who's directing episode I eight. Would I would think it would have to be him. Um, so it's Rick. It's a, What's his name? It's Rick, Rick Fuyajima? Um, yeah, Rick Fuyajima. So it's not going to be. He's done some really hardcore episodes but, in the past. But at the same time, I would have I would have thought slash hoped that Filoni would take on eight. I think so too. Maybe he just wasn't ready for it, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, he's still new as a director, but that would have been pretty badass. I think yeah. he's, I think this first season, he's letting a lot of people have their hands in the, in the cookie jar. I think mm-hmm. he's sharing, he knows there's other fans just like him, probably not as, as depth of he is, but he's like allowing other people, you know, to have their experience. And I think yeah. next season, he'll probably have more control, I think. I think the main thing is, like, just don't kill Thrawn. You can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go the opposite. I think that I think he's trying to set up. So the other, if you look at the other shows, Mandalorian has different directors for every mm-hmm. episode, uh, but it's the same core, like seven. I mean, Robert Rodriguez did two. Uh, what's her name? Did two. Uh, Howard. Howard. Um, yeah. Howard. Howard. Um, Nick or Rick Foyajima did a couple. Um, John Favreau did a couple. I think Dave Filoni did one. I think he only did episode. One. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Jedi episode. Yeah. yeah the but one. at the end of the day, I think that I think that uh, he is trying to take all of the little pieces of this universe and do the best he can with them. I think directing an episode is not necessarily where he's best. I think where he's best is controlling the content and yeah. controlling the flow. Mm-hmm. And control- he is the master of, cer- of ceremonies, making sure that when the director comes in, they're shooting the script. They're understanding what the, what the reason that the scenes are there so that the directors are focusing on the right thing. You know, you don't have to direct every episode. I was wondering, is there a reason why John didn't direct an episode in this uh, Ahsoka series? I feel series? like he doesn't is have Dave a, he trying doesn't... to. Is Dave trying to back away from him? Or is he? Because I still see his name in there, but I haven't seen I feel that. like Favreau, though, is going more to the Mandalorians. No, but he's also giving the keys to Dave right now. This is like him passing the torch. Like, you know, this is your fucking child. Go with it. You know what I'm saying? And John, I have a feeling that John Favreau, uh, I don't want to say he's been axed out, but I think that Kathleen Kennedy strengthened her muscles and kind of shoved these people around. And I think that he didn't like it. The, what the, the, from the interviews that I get, he was not super happy with the way that Disney treated mm-hmm. them, especially yeah. after they've took an unknown fucking character and made a great show Mandalorian. Um, I, I think that they were a little upset with the way that they were being treated. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, John Favreau strikes me as someone kind of who will say, fuck off. Yeah. Can we get him on the show and see if we, uh, what he really, you know what I'm, I, I would love <laughs> yeah. that. But do you know, yeah. of all the people in Hollywood, I feel like John Favreau is strong and powerful enough to go like, nah, I'm going to go work on something else. You can, yeah. you know, have fun. So, <laughs> yo, bro. So like my best friend's cousin's former roommate, basically, you know, plays Dungeons and Dragons with this group and he might actually know John Favreau and we can fucking get him on that. Okay. Right. How many I times removed are we sitting there? <laughs> yeah. You. Jesus. All right. So question, question, question. <laughs> I know that we do well, this. One by one by one by one by one. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. So listen, I do have a question. We always do this at the end, but I want to do it now. I want to do it now because we are coming into the the finale of season one. What is going to happen in season or in, in episode eight? I'm going to give you mine and then I want to hear what you guys think is going to be kind of the big, uh, the big thing. Because uh, obviously Thrawn's going to get out of there. And I think that it's going to end with Thrawn leaving to go back to the galaxy that we know. And we're going to still have our, th- our core three um, 
sitting there and stranded on the planet, which is going to be where we pick up in season two. You think they're going to? Okay, so Jerry, I see you shaking. The, uh, I just want to say, just the first. other thought, right, is that they get I like your idea. I like your idea. I, just, I have an idea. I think that's how we're going to end it. Uh, Eddie, what do you think? Um, I, I do think Thrawn's going to be able to get out. I, I feel like this episode was a uh, episode seven was a win for the for Ahsoka and Ezra and mm-hmm. and Sabine. Yeah. So I feel like next episode's gonna be a loss for them. I feel like something's oh. gonna happen. Um, I I don't know what it is. I, it could be I don't know. It, uh, maybe a couple pilots dying, or maybe it's uh, what's the droid's name? Oh uh, oh, don't go there. I know that I'm, I'm going there. I'm going there. Yeah. Jesus. I, I or I think someone's gonna lose a limb. I think it's about time Sabine. She's been real fucking lucky with no, no lightsaber training, and she might lose a hand, bro. She's gonna lose a hand. She's getting too close with Shin. Shin's too good for if, if Shin dies from Sabine, I'm gonna be pissed off because Shin and Balin no. are too good of of dark jedis to be lost to sabim ezra no. though was cool with his little like i don't need a lightsaber i'll just yeah. use my hand that was badass Listen, i'm gonna interrupt right here and say as shin shin is not going anywhere she's gonna be here for season two i i that's my prediction to your question brandon i i i feel like we're getting get we're gonna get set up for a very fucking heartbreaking ending or some shit like that man yeah and that's because of sabim dude and i have a feeling that oh. ezra is not going to make it or some shit like that, dude. No. I feel like he keeps saying this. This is what I keep no, hearing. He goes, that's the whole reason I can't. Went there. But imagine him sacrificing himself again for his no, friends. That's too much. Keep sit. I'm just, listen, guys, right. I, I know it's too much, but he keeps saying, I can't wait to go home. I feel that that feeling go home. And I'm in the back of my mind. I'm like, Dude, stop fucking saying that. Why are you fucking saying that? You know what I'm saying? Bad juju. Bad juju right there. This is just me experiencing horrible shit from series and like, you know, putting my heart out and then my heart breaks. I just think there's going to be, we're setting up for a heartbreaking ending, like an Empire Strikes Back ending. The question, the question, the question is, do do you want people to come back for season two? And if you kill off Sabine or if you kill off Ezra or if you kill off Ahsoka, you're, 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 you're no, it's not rebels. Nobody didn't kill off anyone in season one. No, I'm saying, but that's um, that's you're losing the whole idea of the rebel, yeah, the, the right. rebel team. You're you're you've you've lost a trend. It's like when they killed Primrose in in uh, Hunger Games. The whole predicate was to save Prim. Uh, when yeah. you kill her, you lose the predicate of the show, and the show becomes meaningless. Agreed. So killing uh, Ezra, and here here here's my defense to that. Um, Ezra's been on this planet for ten years with Thrawn. He is he has had ample opportunity to hatch a plan to go kill him. Ample. He hasn't. He has not he's not interfered. He's not gone and, and attacked Thrawn at all. He's not done. He could have gathered the people together. There's a t- you know, a ton of stuff he could do. What I'm trying to say is is that I don't think he's gonna get killed by anyone. I think he's just gonna sacrifice himself again for whatever to get his friends I feel off like the that, galaxy. That's already happened though. That's, with, a, that's the Ezra so, what's his name? But that's the Ezra move. You so know, here, that's here's, his move. Here, Here's what I think is going to happen. I think at the very beginning of the episode, you're going to see Thrawn leave, bounce out. Ooh, They're the going to be stranded. Interesting. Wayne's going to say something smart ass, assy like he always does. Like, well, there goes our ride. <laughs> <laughs> and Ahsoka is going to feel something in the Force. And they're going to see that on this planet is a Jedi Temple, perhaps the first Jedi Temple, the That's OG at, Jedi yeah. Temple. And when they go to this OG Jedi Temple, they're going to find that the kyber crystal that Balin has on his belt, the green kyber crystal from his original lightsaber, um, I think that's going to play a role. Um, I think all of the Jedi are going to go into this uh, into this uh, 
temple. No, like they did on in one episode of Rebels where they all went and faced their own demons. Oh, um, yes. and you're gonna see you're gonna see Sabine um, learn how to harness and become either good or bad. And maybe she's bad. Maybe she turns bad. Maybe that's what happens. I think you're going to see the death of of, of uh, Balin's skull. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see uh, Ezra uh, learn that he his purpose in life is to bring the second rebellion to flourishing. And then I think Ahsoka is going to see that she's still got a part to play. Um, that's my opinion. Of so, Sean, it's going to be a very introspective episode. Yeah. So, Sean, I really like that. But all I'm saying is right now. If they use the fucking whales to get back again, I'm going to be disappointed. They have to find a different way. Why? No, they have to find a different way. The only other way that I can think, and Jeremiah, maybe you're on the same wavelength here, is that they're going to have to sneak aboard the the, the ship, right? And they're going to have to go up and use the ring light speed. Um, what if they use the force? They have their own ship. Yeah. Don't they have their own ship? Their ship can't go. If, if their ship could go galaxies, the, uh, then why? Yeah, why? Why couldn't Thrawn's? Which is still, I want to know that answer. I really want to know why has he stayed around for ten years on this planet? I know that He's there's stuck. something there, exactly. But what is keeping him stuck? We don't have that information. We haven't really got like a clear information. We do need or, to know. Uh, and and Sean, I I love what you're. His flutter capacitor t- is is broken, Brandon. <laughs> it's not flutter. Okay, his flutter capacitor is broken. Okay, keep it very obvious here. So I do think though, Balin is going to become the Force, Sean. That's what I think. Ah. I, I think he's a something. He's, he's a he wants to go deep. I think Balin's going to that level of like, hey. I'm being called. I, he I can wants be to the be. dark side, or I can be. I don't know. I think he's that he's going for that level of that's he wants to sacrifice himself to be the the beginning of the force and choose people in the weird way. I don't know. And Darth Plagueis is the natural place to do that. Darth Plagueis, I think, is the character that is on this planet. I really do. That's oh, true. Well, I, I, I feel. I feel like there's like a dark force or something like that. That would be really interesting. Interesting. But idea. I also think it would be really cool is that they kind of like go back to the world of worlds and like find a way to actually use that to get off this galaxy or something like that. You know, well, which I, I think that would be a fucking that, interesting point. But that would completely that would That's completely kind of break. But that would completely break the definition or the 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 rules the established rules that Filoni made about the world between worlds is that it cannot be a transport. not if they went in. Not if they went in in the same time that they went to the like so they would show up on that platform, yeah. Um, as their ship was going away, right? Like so, it's right. A, it's a circle like that. I could see them. I like could see time, that time travel. Yeah. You think I could see that happening? They keep talking about time as you know. There's as there's the most something important funky. Thing. That's what Ahsoka wasted is time. Right. There's something funky about Balin and his understanding of what's there. There's some yeah. force power there. There's something that's going to send them back. But I think Balin right now is is my favorite character by none. Uh, bar none. And, and I want to talk about some things that he has on his person that, I mean, what do you guys think about the green kyber crystal he's got on his belt? Has anyone noticed I that? Told, I, mean, I didn't even notice that. I honestly Sean. haven't noticed yeah, that. So, you just mentioned it. So you've got, you, you got to go back and look at it. He's got a green kyber crystal from a lightsaber on his belt. He's also got on his arm, and this is not all me. This is people on the internet scouring this shit, right? <laughs> he's got a list of people who are important to the Star Wars saga. I've, I've seen that, I don't that, know. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure like what that whole thing is, but he doesn't seem like a mercenary to me. He seems like he's trying to influence things. So uh, for me, I don't know. 
this episode should be centered wholly around him and it should provide a path, even if it's, and somehow they got back. I think I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay. I'm okay with whatever, whatever plot device Filoni says, however they got, they get back. I'm okay with. You know, Sean, I was like so excited when like Balin and Ahsoka like fought for the second time. Oh, I thought he was going to die. I thought so too. So I was just like, oh, I was like so excited. But on the same, in the back of my mind, I never had this feeling like, please don't let him die yet. Not yet, you know? (laughs) Everyone felt that way. 40 more minutes. Everyone felt that way. It's like, no, don't, Ahsoka, don't kill him. (laughs) Like everyone felt that way. I just love how Ahsoka's mindset is just like, she's just one with the force, you know? She's not trying to fight him to defeat him. She's just trying to fucking just get away so she can save her friend. Like, you know, I'm not I'm not there to fight you. And she chose like, you know, the positive path, which I fucking like that. Look at how much happier she is. Look oh, at how much awesome. more isn't she's it? emoting. She, isn't it? I, I know it's a little it's nice to see. It's so nice. It's so nice. <laughs> no, okay, yeah, but I was worried so that she, I, I was worried that Balin was gonna die. We have yeah. to we have to address Brandy. one of I think the most Star Wars and I'm talking OG Star Wars because you know, as Jeremiah like he likes to point out. I, I live, breathe, and die with OG. Okay. But there there was such an, a Han Solo chewy moment. And I don't know if you guys caught that. But it is uh, between Ahsoka and it's between Ahsoka and the droid. And uh, he, he basically yeah. says something like, oh, we made it or something. And then, of course, it, like shit happens. And he, she looks over at him and it's like, you had to say something. And he was saying, I was being optimistic. Like literally <laughs> that moment <laughs> If if you could see the inside of my heart, like in, in the Grinch who stole Christmas, my heart grew five <laughs> sizes in that moment. It was it was beautiful. Eddie, well, there, there's been yeah. so much banter between oh, them that yeah, just makes, this, I love it. This this makes me hit, happy. Though. This I love hit it because it was so classic Star Wars. It was so Han Solo to me. He's been like the secret player for this whole season, and he's just he's just a hidden gem. I love when he's just like going back and forth with Ahsoka oh, yeah. in the series. Oh, yeah. It's so cute and and, and adorable. I agree. You definitely see the relationship that's been building there. You feel like Ahsoka and her droid, they have this like, it's more than just a, you know, you, you see this relationship that they, they've been 10 years plus together, right? Beyond that, they're like the, the Anakin, uh, you know, C3PO or Anakin or R2D2 or Luke and R2D2. Yeah. That, no, that yeah, vibe yeah. Of, of like, okay, like they, they banter, they like, they laugh, they like, they give each other, uh, it's, uh, you know, information i do, I, I do want to talk about thrawn and you see the idea when thrawn got the knowledge that uh ahsoka was anakin's oh, yeah. <laughs> anakin's uh apprentice what do you guys yeah. think about that part well i want to know how horrible the darth Raki sisters are or whatever the fuck they're called the uh the night sisters. Sisters. moms are at the night sisters <laughs> about predicting shit because i'm like i'm, I'm watching <laughs> this going so you guys didn't see sabine coming all right she's a minor jedi you didn't see fucking ahsoka coming back from the dead and coming and telling him about the fact that he was that she was coming to this planet. Oh, and by the way, her uh, uh, master Jedi was Anakin, <laughs> who he's already kind of talked about. Like, you know, everyone knew Anakin. Like, everyone knows Anakin. OG. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but here's the thing: they like are that. they are powerful. It's their little orbs. It's their floating balls that that are powerful. Like, swear <laughs> to God, it's just like yeah. we need they're, your help. And I, I think they're fake. They remind me of the witch from Robin Hood. <laughs> yes. I think they're like like a genie in a way. 
Like yeah. they're not there to like predict anything. They're just there to call. Like when you need help, they'll provide help. You know. So I don't think that they're there for a resource or something like that. You know. In, they got, I got way. the impression that they were like trying to tell the future. Yeah, I get that. We, we, okay. No, I wanted to talk about that because this 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 proved that the stormtroopers were just people because they just didn't people. explode into yeah, green, did, yeah. green yep. smoke like oh. the other guy. Yep. Just, just like a regular stormtrooper, they can't shoot for shit. Good call. Yeah, I mean, well, seriously, true. dude. <laughs> I do like them with red on them. Don't you like them with ass. the red? I'm they sorry. look badass. They look badass. I, I mean, do. granted, it, it's been 10 years since they've been in the battle. So, I mean, maybe they've been a little rusty and shit. <laughs> can, you, <laughs> can you imagine that talk on the, on the, on the plane in? Bro, we haven't been in a battle for a while. We're going to fight like <laughs> two Jedi's right now. Fuck, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do you one more. So, uh, did anyone else get massive Clone Wars vibes yeah. or Episode Two Attack of the Clones vibes with those transports? Like they looked like I mean, they were badass. Dude. And as to your question, Brandon, the colors, the maroon mm-hmm. and the gold, oh. they look badass. <sighs> My thing is, is they said fucking Enoch. forty. They sent 40 stormtroopers to go kill literally two Jedi, and they couldn't even shoot them. Like, they couldn't even – they were point blank. Typical stormtroopers, bro. Typical <laughs> stormtroopers. Yeah, they they froze in the middle of battle. They're just like, oh, my God. Look at them. They have a force. Yeah, oh, shit. They're being, they're being tossed around hear, like a fucking – They, like, hear, they hear that beep, beep, beep of the retreat. They're like, yeah, let's go, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> My work here is done. It would have been cool <laughs> to see a couple cool Jedi's to like at least, like at least nick him a little bit. I don't know, just like hey, you know, like just line up a little bit, cool, like old school. Merc- I don't know. I don't know who taught. I don't know who taught Sabine how to use a lightsaber, but it's it's almost like the prop department just handed her a lightsaber and said, "Go at him." <laughs> <laughs> just, just go ahead. Away, if Meryl. you hit him, you hit him. If you don't, yeah. you don't. You're yeah, just we like to, we look authentic, authentic <laughs> with the lightsaber. No like, Obi Wan Anakin here. No training here, guys. Ahsoka is the greatest lightsaber battleist in the in the planet, but you know we're not going to talk about that. You're just going to be just you're just going to be terrible. <laughs> I appreciate it that? that Ezra did not use the lightsaber. I love that oh, Ezra is just God. like this, Agreed. this like this kung fu master. Like, of no, the fuck, I gave of the, the force, I gave dude. you the lightsaber. I don't want it back. I'm fine. Jeremiah, have you seen the meme where where uh, you see Sabine hand him the lightsaber and it's 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 redoing uh, with Luke and he throws it behind him? He's like, ah. oh my god, that's so that would have been amazing great. though. If he'd done that. I would have been like, that would have been amazing. That would have been retconning a beautiful moment. That would have been it. That's it's, what probably Mark Hamill's thinking. Like, I should have done that shit. What yeah, exactly, I tossed this dude. damn thing. Just you keep it. Oh, Mark Hamill. I, I did, he was so disappointed in the way they put his character. He yeah, got I just, dirty. I just want to say that just Ezra, how he's just like so like, you know, into the force. I mean, did it just make you think of like his master, you know, yeah. Caleb? And yeah. just like, you know, how he told him like, no, having a lightsaber doesn't make you a Jedi. And he's basically lived his life by the force. That is so fucking cool. And dude. I really think that I really do believe that there is a source of power there. And perhaps like, like I said, the OG temple or something like that, where he's been training. I really do believe that there's something there. Oh, did you hear about the, his armor? What, did no. you hear that there's someone on the internet and a lot of people are saying that those, those are all stormtrooper tags that he made oh. as a Bonnie armor, dude. So he's been, so he's been fucking going to town. So <laughs> I thought it was Mithril. <laughs> No, no, they're all they're all dog tags of stormtroopers. So he's literally ah, like he been going to town this whole time for the last. Well, you know, years, I hope dude. that's the case because I want to know that. Listen, I want to know that he's not just hanging out with a bunch of oompa loompa. No, wait, what are the 
What are the turtles? I enjoyed this episode. Let's talk about the Oopaloopas because they were adorable. Oh my god, they were pretty strong. They were pretty strong. That and I'm I'm watching it with Sawyer, and as soon as every time there's actually I was watching with Ellie too, and you know when the little baby turtle waves at him, (laughs) I just got Ellie just stands up, walks over to the TV, like kisses the TV, and goes, "Oh, how cute!" And then (laughs) Sawyer's just looking at him, going, "Oh man, he's he's a baby." I'm like. You know what? And this made me happy though, because I'm I'm watching the next generation of Star Wars fans, and I'm I'm saying this like with seriousness. That I'm watching the, the yeah. next generation of Star Wars fans enjoying something. I don't care if it's a stupid little turtle or if it's a lightsaber battle. What this show and what Filoni's doing, and this is something that to me, Mandalorian and Obi Wan um did not accomplish. Boba Fett. And Boba Fett did not accomplish is that they are this the show is giving reason for Star Wars fans, fandom, right? It's not just like uh, okay, so to I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you there. Oh, I think you're wrong. I'm going to disagree with you because Mandalorian Gro- season 1 2 yeah. give you Grogu. Yeah, um, yeah that's pretty big. which is a pretty big a new you, yeah. and you you're you haven't seen Mandalorian season 3 I need to do that. and Boba Fett was trash. I'm sorry. Boba Fett was bad. I also think Obi-Wan sucked. I, I'm looking back on it no, now. No, it didn't. Kenobi? No. Kenobi? Brandon. God, Brandon. No Kenobi don't you was for our generation. No, Kenobi was for our generation. It wasn't for new generations. No. Kenobi was to try to finish out it, so that yes. they can have one last little piece of each other before they got old and died. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, to be serious... We were all very emotional when when they had that battle, and you have the blue yeah. and the red and the in the oh, mask. Yeah. And he said, you know, and then he repeated the line that that Obi Wan tells Luke Anakin. that you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. Darth Vader killed Anakin Skywalker. Damn it! Okay. That to me, Sean, you're vindicated. Right. It vindicated Obi Wan as a character. Sean, so I'm wrong. Yeah, you're right. No, you're yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> no, but okay, but here I guess what, what, what I'm trying to say. Sometimes the stuff that comes out of your mouth, bro. <laughs> What I want to just clarify is that I think that what Ahsoka is doing as as a show is it's not just telling a story. It is capturing what it is to be a Star Wars fan. And I think that that's something to, to me, Clone Wars and Rebels didn't quite do. And and it's yeah. Granted, I think it's because I didn't watch every episode. Well, I'll give you that. I'll give you uh, that. But 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 but, yeah, but wait wait wait. Brandon, we it, didn't watch all the episodes. Brandon, we didn't watch all the episodes. I know. And I know that's what they're going to come <laughs> back. And I didn't watch all the episodes. But here's dude. what I'm saying. Well, here, here's here's just what I'm saying is that Ahsoka, for a show that had me really worried for the first three episodes or so, it has come into its own and it is giving, it's giving me reason to hope and to look forward to what Star Wars has to do. I, I don't think that I felt that way um, in, in a really long time. Maybe since The Force Awakens, I I, I enjoyed The Force Awakens, but man. Let me tell you why you're feeling this way, okay? Sorry, Ed, before you go. The reason you're feeling this way is because other, rather than filling in holes or backfilling story yes. or doing what um, – pu- putting story in between points that we already know, mm-hmm. they're advancing a brand-new, exciting storyline with Good new point. characters. And Agreed. I, I know you want to bring back OG characters, and I get it, and I, I love the idea. Oh, no, I love our see Luke. But I want to see these new characters yes. flourish – in the world that George Lucas created. No, I don't actually, I don't want to see any more Skywalkers. I want them to move beyond, which I think I'm one of the very few people who actually didn't mind Ray as a character because it's moving beyond. But then of course we find out that she's a Palpatine and this adopted Skywalker. I think we need she, to get, a, get away from we're Skywalker. We're getting three more movies of her. I know. I know it's she, horrible. She, they failed with her. She needed to be a solo. Didn't the solos have twins supposedly in, in, uh, yeah. in some comic yeah. book. So it would have been yeah. cool to think this whole yeah. time, Ray and and Ben were brother or sister. 
old school. Okay, you used it once, why not use it twice? Anyway, coming back to this series, I think uh, uh, I just feel like Brandon, what you're saying is I, I can't agree with you. Is like, and I feel like the re- reason is because I don't think a lot of people watched uh, Tone Wars and Rebels. That's watching Ahsoka. Like, I, mean, I think a different crowd. There's two different crowds. There's the the diehards that have watched all of it. That's Jeremiah and and Sean here. Mm-hmm. And then there's you and I. And we were kind of afraid. The first couple episodes, we were like, okay, like it's cool, but yeah. like where like where are we going with this? Like, I, I've seen Obi Wan. I've seen Boba Fett. You guys failed a couple times with these these series. Yes. You're doing too much. Too you, you're ruining my Star Wars uh, life here now. You know. So and it's finally nice to see something that's like hey this is pretty cool like you're, you're you're i see where you're going with this a little bit now and we're almost mingling with the the, the clone war fan the clone war fans and the rebel fans now that we're starting to see all this shit that we yeah it's transitioning over forward, finally right now it's all new yeah. for everybody and i think that's a big thing it is but what i really like about what ahsoka is doing is that it's giving love to the original story and bringing you to the new story like, I love the fact that Ahsoka had that a training part with Anakin, and it just was so fucking beautiful, you know? Mm-hmm. And just seeing her embracing her master for the first time, it's like, you know, I want more Anakin Ahsoka stories because I just find it so fascinating. Yeah, Clone Wars, but I also bro. like, yeah, but just live action, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, live action Clone uh, Wars. Yeah, you know, and I also like the fact that we also get kind of like, you know, a throwback to the OG Star Wars, like, such a callback to Empire Strikes Back when Ahsoka was able to force call Sabine, right? That was like Luke trying to call Leia yes. in Empire Strikes Back, yes. dude. And it was done so tastefully, right? It wasn't Leia. like, oh, here she goes. She's got the force. It just feels like we were able to see that Sabine has the force capabilities. And I thought it was done so tastefully. We got to see that part. Did Ahsoka, by doing that, she woke up the force in Sabine? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she was just ready for it, you know? Yeah. She just just allowed herself to just be open with, like, the role in the force. Uh, Eddie, I think it's interesting we're talking about Empire Strikes Back, which is a perfect movie uh, for three of us, and, and then there's you. But no, it's I do want to talk. It's, 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 it's close. Yeah. It's Eddie, close to it, Eddie, but it's not. You, but it's listen, up there. I, we need to talk about mm-hmm. Balin. We need to talk about Balin. We need to talk about Balin and Shin and them going separate ways, because I think that that was a crux of a, of a, of a moment in the storyline and i don't want to just kind of pass crazy. beyond that so thoughts on that like what are your get inside shin's head is she pissed is she shocked what what was your reaction to her reaction? shin, shin feel, is feeling abandoned yeah Confused. so abandoned. I, I actually i thought that this was the first misstep of the ahsoka series between balin and shin it was the first time i was like uh, caught off guard by his his thoughts, and I don't think that they were necessarily genuine to what he was believing inside. I think that he was feeling that Shin was starting to move beyond him in in wanting to join the Empire or or Thrawn, whatever you want to call it. But I also think that the next step that he wants to undertake, he wants to do alone because he's afraid that something's going to happen. So I think that he was sending her away in part to protect her and in part because she wanted to go. And and I think that that was the first time you really kind of got a, not a falsehood, but like a, like a, a half truth from Balin about, yeah. you know, our paths are diverging truth. Yours is leading you over here. Mine's leading somewhere else. True. But the reason I'm choosing right now is because I don't know what's going to happen next. But and up in here till here, I feel like I do can you think you. that he was using her though up until this point? No, 
No, I think th- this is like the Jedi trials for her or something like that. Like mm-hmm. she has to like go on her own now. This is her choose. This is Qui Gon, Obi Wan. I feel like Balin is like old school. With he still has a lot of Jedi ways, and he's just like, hey, I've taught you everything I know. Just remember, don't be impatient. You know, that was a great fucking. That was a great fucking quote. Yeah, I love like, that oh, one. And he said it so like quietly. I had to like replay it a couple times. Like, what the fuck did he just say? And when he talks about leaving or about about his past, about his you know not at that particular moment, but over the course of this show, he's talked about his past as a Jedi with nostalgia, yes. with love, with appreciation, but he's also embracing a divergence in the Force where he doesn't want the cycle to go on anymore. And I, I'm wondering if he is starting to doubt his resolve. I'm wondering if he's starting to wonder if 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 what he's going to do is going to work. I like that. No, I really like that. I like that idea. But my question, and I guess I'm not saying he was using her in the sense of ha- having her get him to that point. But I think that that we have seen in the last couple of episodes where we've seen the relationship or the interaction between Balin and Shin is him realizing that she's not on the same page as him and that she won't be on the same page as him. And in this sense was using her to a point because she, he thought that, that the two of them together would be stronger in, in facing whatever this next trial is that he needs to face. I feel like he is letting her go though, because he's, he's disappointed in what she, her allegiance. I, I, that's the, that's my feeling, and I, I don't know if it's if it's right or it's wrong. I like the fact that Ahsoka, for whatever reason, she decided to like you know give her hand, like come with me, I can yes. help your training here, yes. you know. And you can see like she was actually kind of conflicted in a way, like should I go or not go? I just thought that was fucking kind of interesting. Sabine would have to like, die. I didn't expect that shit, right? It, it, <laughs> Right. Oh, no, I'm just saying. Well, you're the one that said I, I it. Like, I'm just used of like heartbreaking shit. Yeah. So I, I sent you guys something, and I really feel like I wouldn't be surprised Dave pulls this out for season two. But I feel like so there's another apprentice out there besides uh, Ahsoka. You know, so everyone you knows Star Killer right there. Dude? I, I, I mean, think, that would be fucking. I think badass. Star Killer. That overall Star Wars. Star Wars needs a a bigger villain than Thrawn, personally. You need somebody that to defeat Thrawn the Jedi. Thrawn hasn't even started. Yeah. Thrawn hasn't even started. No, yeah, no, no. Overall, you need, you need, you he, need, he doesn't like, have, he doesn't have real power I, like a, like a have, Sith. Though. You need a Sith. I can He's agree with Sith. that. I agree. Okay. No, no. You yeah, need a Sith. Oh, you, yeah, I agree thank with you. you, thank you. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm on. Yes, okay, that's what I was saying. You need a Sith. And Shin is too. Shin's gonna go to the Sith. I feel like, but she's gonna find someone that she might find it. She might find Darth Darth Plagueis, or she might find someone that's like okay. Yeah, yeah, Eddie. So I agree the reason with you I agree with Ed, uh, and I and I like I like Darth Plagueis as a concept, is because I think that Darth Plagueis gave birth in some ways, not actually, to um, Palpatine. And the thing that Dave Filoni does not like is questions about the Star Wars universe that are go go unanswered that he can answer. And I think that he's going to try to tie the rise of Palpatine, the clones. The he's already done it with Mandalorian uh, many times. He's he's got Grogu's. Um, basically, they were using Grogu's DNA to grow Palpatines, which we know in uh, from the Mandalorian season three uh, when he goes and find or season two when he finds all of those Jedi that are in like uh, stasis or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So so we're already working toward this thought. Of of connecting 
Palpatine's resurrection, this is just one more way to do it. If you have someone like Darth Plagueis who had mentored, had given, you know, had, had created Sidious in some, in some kind of way. All I know, I just hope that we get something big like that in the end. Just something like, just like, oh my god, like a, a jaw dropping moment. Where what if it's, it's like, okay, I have a question. What if it's the Emperor? What if it is Sidious? I I I hope that they I hope they don't do that. I hope they go Plagueis. I think that seeing and we we were talking about this just a minute ago, this idea of seeing new things and not just completely rehashing the old. And I know that that connects that connects episode six to episode seven. I get that. I like that idea, yeah. but I think that seeing something new and, and Eddie, I just want to just say I'm, I was wrong. You're absolutely right. We need somebody who has power, um, force power, right? We need that. You need that but marriage that, of both. Absolutely. But that's, but that's yeah. why it was beautiful because you had the emperor who was both a political figure and a force wielder. Yes. But then you had Grand Admiral Tarkin, who was a real pain in the ass. Like he was a real piece of shit in the first movie. I, he was more villainous in some ways oh, yeah. than Vader was. Yes, uh, he's the one who blew up Alderaan. You know. Anyway, I'm looking for someone who who is gaining political or ideological power, and someone who has got force power. So they've done it with like Ahsoka. They brought Ahsoka out of nowhere, right? Like, say they they did that with her. They did the Mandalorian. Why can't they do it for a Sith? Like they can bring a Sith from nowhere, and then down sure. the road they give a bad story, right? Just bring someone there. It's like who the hell is this? And just have someone you know like Marok, but somebody that's more polished. I, I'm okay if they decide to just keep everyone in this universe and just start fresh from here Agreed. and go from <laughs> go to the next step, dude. Because I'm okay. I am pretty much happy. I don't want no one to die. I like every single character here. So you know what? Fuck Same. it. I mean, no just die. like no, don't die. Yet, just please. like how about just they just stay in this Jeremiah's galaxy here and we just start fresh. Just, just can I ask? Happy thoughts. Can I ask? Can I ask one more question? Yeah, yeah. we do have one more Jedi out there. From the uh, from the card from the g- games, and he's got like a thing on his shoulder. Oh, you talk about Cal, dude. Cal is 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 there a possibility that he shows up? I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, who's the actor? He's a good actor, by the way. Uh, it's uh, Cameron Monaghan. Yeah, he was in Shameless, but he's also in, in uh, Gotham. Who he was, you know, the Joker, yep. but he was really fucking good. Uh, I- I'm for it. I think it would be a really good like introduction and shit like that to bring this part of this you know Jedi religion to like you know with Ahsoka. Yes, I could see it being the whole Mando universe. I was watching this thing on the internet and it said, "Okay, at the end of Mandalorian season one, we got this huge reveal, right? We got this a massive, uh, a massive, a massive reveal. At the end of Mandalorian season two, we got Luke." This is the moment to have a reveal. This is the moment to reveal something major. So I think that my expectations of Dave Filoni are to give the fans something that they're going to go, holy shit, and then stop. Yep. And then get excited for Ahsoka season two. I think the holy shit is that, yeah. is that Thrawn's going to leave <laughs> and abandon the other three to get home on their own way. That's that's the holy shit. Which I know is not hey, much of I just want everyone to but... stay alive. That's all I give a shit about, man. You start thinking good thoughts, dude. Status quo. All, all Jeremiah wants the status quo. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our review. Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale. 
Uh, Ezra, look at you changing your name, dude. Look at that. I like that, bro. I've always been Ezra. You provide the scale, please. No, you have not. You've been been Thrawn for life. Go Jedi. Uh, Zero, the perfect episode. You don't need shit to enjoy it. One, a feel-good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber, lifting home. Four, rough morning walk to shame. Five, blackout, shit face, spring break, drunk. Gentlemen, who have I not started with in a while? I'll start. Okay, Sean. Sean. All right, uh, Balin and his green chiral crystal. <laughs> um, okay, so I thought this episode was uh, mixed. I thought it was really good because it perpetuated the story. You had a great reunion with Ahsoka. Uh, she's back. You had a great fight with Balin. Um, but nothing really happened. We didn't have any like massive story progression or character reveals. Or um, I-, I felt like this was a... You know, Brandon calls it a filler episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would I would go so much as calling it a filler episode as a half filler episode, half just good solid writing like a connector, like good like like a connector episode. Um, it it kind of set up the last episode, and it's a you know I, I don't mean to say negative about it because I, I like this episode, but. I expected a little bit more from a penultimate episode to give you some sort of a cliffhanger, to give you some sort of a something that drove you into the next episode or that you had, you know, the question is going to be answered in episode B from episode A. So from that perspective, I thought it was not as strong as it could have been. That being said, there was nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with this episode. It was, it was delightful. The character progression was great. The acting was great. The writing was great. So it's really hard for me to like give it this a two, for instance, because it's not, it's good. It was a really good episode. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to stick, I'm going to stick at a 0.75. I think that, that it has a little flaw in that it's a little weak for the seventh episode, but overall very good. Uh, Jeremiah. Yeah. Um, this episode just brought me just joy and happiness. It represents Star Wars and every way why we celebrate it you know this episode felt like it belonged in the theaters man it was fun it was exciting it was epic i was on the edge of my seat i just loved it you know thrawn is is everything i ever hoped for and more you know he's like the ultimate chess master and i can't wait for that that one-on-one between ahsoka and thrawn i'm just waiting for that shit ezra the actor who's playing ezra he is fucking just amazing, dude. I mean, I, I I don't want nothing to happen to that fool, dude. Like, he's just so fucking great. And I just have been enjoying this fucking ride this whole time, dude. Um, the only problem I have with this episode is that it felt short again. As what Sean was talking about, it's the seventh episode. You should be giving maybe about an hour, an hour 15, because I just wanted more. And I wanted more, dude. So that's what's going to affect my score on this here. This is a zero point eight for me, man. I I I just can't wait for this this the, the last episode. Um, this has been a fucking fun ride. Uh, this is this series has brought so much love for me again for Star Wars, and I'm going with the ride, dude. Here, so fuck it, dude. Um, all right, uh, Eddie. Thank you. What do you think, dude? Yes, you're one with the force. So, like everyone's saying, a filler episode, but this one was a filler episode with. A little bit of backdrop with lightsabers, right? So it's just like, okay, everyone. But if you really look at the timeline of episode uh, six to seven to eight, it's like what, like an like an hour and a half, like it, like of time, real time, like it just like it just happened. It's the same day. Uh, it just, point. Yeah, yeah it, it's it happened real close to each other, right? It's so there's. Uh, I, I I wanted a little bit more in the very beginning of the episode. I feel like it, it took a little bit time for it to develop. 
Um, I enjoyed the very, the last, I don't know, the last 30, I, I want to say the last 20 minutes of the episode since it was very short. But I want to say the, I, I enjoyed the end of the episode better than the beginning. I felt like the, the, the time out in space, it, Something about being in the space of them just hiding on a on a, a bone chip of a well bone chip. I just I was I was waiting for it. I was like, okay. I rewatched it twice, and the second time I realized I don't like the beginning of this episode as much as I like the other beginning ep- other episodes. I really enjoyed the connection uh, Ahsoka made with uh, Sabine, but I feel like that could have been happening uh, quicker and established a bit more and l- waste less time. Uh, overall, though. I do enjoy this uh, whole series. I think this episode personally is a one. I'm going to have to go with a one. This is uh, a feel-good first cocktail. I think it's a great episode. It's a great leading up to the next episode. I feel like this is a feel-good first cocktail. I, I really enjoyed this one. I, I'm excited for the, to see what's how they're going to wrap it up. Uh, Brandon. So, yes, I am going to be uh, – I feel like this, this is not my normal spot is to be the one saying that you guys are wrong and too hard on this episode because this was a fucking amazing episode. This episode <laughs> gave oh, me – Talk, CTPO. Give us it. Listen, this, this, this episode weird. gave me <laughs> – It does feel weird. This gave me everything that I've been wanting from a Star Wars show, and, and whether it be movie or, or show – this movie or th- th- this episode gave me a smile. Jerry, you're absolutely right, right? I was watching this this entire thing smiling and when we get the little banter, I'm like, "Yes, we get we get some great action scenes." That we didn't <laughs> even talk about, right? We uh, we got sword stormtroopers who can't hit shit. We talked about that, right? We've got uh, you know, we've got fighting, we've got all oh, sorts of heart. intrigue going on that. at the same time. And I think that what we have here is 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 an episode that is cut too short. I think that we could have added 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes. And all of a sudden, this oh, yeah. this would be a point two for all of us. I think that the beginning, Ed, you were right. It, it started off slow. I, I take back what I said last week or the week before about Hera and how I care about Hera and want to see about Hera. No, I don't want to see about Hera. The only good thing that Hera has done all season <laughs> has brought C-3PO to our world. So what I, what this I think what I think we need to see is that yes it is the penultimate but but Star Wars and not Star Wars this show Ahsoka is not going to be like other shows like Game of Thrones where it's leading us up for this big oh my god reveal in the last episode instead what this is doing is saying this is a through <laughs> line this is a through story and we need to respect that it's not like you know we see an up and down story we're seeing a complete you know eight episode storyline uh so for me this is the, i was i was gonna go uh, 0.5 until eddie reminded me about Hera and how it started slow so i'm gonna give this a 0.62 this is a 0.62 this is a this is a, a shot with a little overflow and uh i'm not saying that you're wrong but i'm saying that uh, i'm right so let's do it 0.62 did i give it the highest no eddie gave it higher than it. no i think i'm gonna give it the highest rating. no i gave a one <laughs> you gave a point oh, seven five. Okay, okay okay sorry yeah, sorry i really hate jeremy it. a 0.8 and then a point six two. uh all right, so when you take those four uh, scores and divide by four, what does the seventh penultimate episode of Ahsoka get as a rating? Yes, it gives us a 0. 0.7925. Boom. 0.7925. That's above uh, a shot and below a full <coughs> shot tail. And Jeremiah, where does that put us on the list of, of episodes that we've reviewed thus far? And where does it put us in the general uh, – the general – like where this fits among other uh, seasons of shows that we've reviewed. No problem. So this is the third best yep. episode of the series. Um, episode five is number one. Episode 
one is number two, and now this episode seven is number. Sean, three, what do you have to say about a, that? As a zero point seven nine two five. Where it belongs. Yeah, thank you, thank you. As a series average, it is a zero point seven nine six. Um, it is the second best series in our in our category. What's the best? Stranger Things is number one at a zero point five four. You know, um, I don't think we're gonna top that knocking it down who knows if we do all zeros let me just say this i don't know you, you guys were giving zeros every episode on stranger things season four well it's because oh, that deserved watch it, it. that watch deserved it, it eduardo <laughs> let's put it this way this this series has surprised me with the the score and the average this series has actually beat my expectation on uh, in so many different levels uh I, it's 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 the end of the episode it's the end of the season and I can't wait. I'm. I've been like on the edge of my seats for the past four episodes. So it's fucking done. What it needs to do. Put love to Star Wars again. I'll tell you this, Jeremiah. I never watch an ep- a season a, an episode as it re- releases. I sit in front of the fucking TV at six p.m. and like like, yeah. like with my remote refreshing this motherfucker. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you also tell me, Sean. You watch all the way from the very beginning of the season. I do, I do. I, I watch so uh, every because it's only eight episodes. Every new episode that comes out, I watch it individually, and then I'll go back and I'll watch the whole series because I want to be fresh. God, I want on time all the like different that. aspects of the series. I want to have a life. I might well, just know, do that for this episode eight here. Work just for watch yourself, the whole thing Brandon. Over again. You can do anything you want. One big piece. Let's see it. <sighs> yeah. What am I doing wrong? Might just take a day off, you know. Fuck it, yeah. fuck responsibility, and just like fucking, and just enjoy eight hours of fucking Star Wars, and just like, yeah, that sounds fucking like the best day off ever, right? All right, cool. If you uh, enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast, we ask you please subscribe wherever you're listening. Give us a five star review on iTunes. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at the Dot Gentleman Podcast. You can visit our website, gentlemanpodcast dot com. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so by email at hosts h o s t s at the gentleman podcast.com. Once again, we want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for all your support. We're very excited uh, uh, to, to bring you this, the seventh and then next week, the eighth and final episode of the Ahsoka series. Um, we're still going to finish out the year with season four of our movie reviews. Um, and then <clears throat> as we enter the end of the year, we will prepare for season five of our regularly scheduled podcast. If there are any TV shows upcoming that you wish that uh, we would do, please drop us a line. Let us know. Um, we really enjoy getting behind some of these, these great new TV shows. Um, and if there's any movies out there that you want us to do, please let us know and we'll try to mix them into our regularly, uh, regular scheduled season, uh, content. Here's my thing. Who do you think is going to be the guest appearance of this last episode? I don't know, but I can't wait. I'm guessing Mandalorian. I'm guessing, I'm guessing the Mandalorian. That's who I'm saying. I was like guest appearance. No, we're going to see Grogu. We're going to see Grogu. Guest appearance? Why not? Well, Grogu, you no, get Mandalorian. We're going to see Zeb is going to be the... If, if we see anyone, it'll be Zeb. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Badass, man. Or Darth Vader. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. May the Force be with you. Cheers. Cheers, Sean. <laughs>